Bush and Richie here with another daily takeaway. Uh, we've got our special show for Mental Health Awareness Week a little bit later on, which means the show you're about to hear will have done normally. Then we're going to sit around for a little bit, wait. Richie's going to watch the Arsenal Spurs game, and then we're going to be back later on for bedtime with Bush and Richie. And you'll hear more about that later on. You can listen to it actually through the app. Uh, but we, we've had to order food, so you always get an insight then uh, with in, in what people are ordering. We've all ordered from the same chicken shop, restaurant place. <laughs> Adam, producer Adam and I have just gone for like what I presumed everyone was getting, which was a chicken burger and chips. Richie's ordered something which I'm, I scrolled through and saw it on the app. I was like, what's he, what's he ordered? What is this thing? There's, I mean, it's a great irony that this is probably the first time on the Daily Takeaway that we're we're majoring on takeaways. Takeaway, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I have ordered um, a chicken waffle. So what's going to arrive is going to be one of those beautiful, thick Belgian waffles. That you would normally have as a dessert. On top of that is going to arrive some deep-fried chicken. Okay. And with that, to finish it and make the dish complete, is going to be a ramekin of maple syrup. (laughs) Okay, I will then. I saw maple syrup on the sources list at the bottom of the app, and I thought that was a mistake. No, it's not. It's integral. Are you having? Are you having savoury or sweet though? Please, please, one way or the other. What are you having? What do you mean? You have a maple syrup which is sweet. Yes. But then you're having chicken which is savoury. But it's together. That's the whole thing. It is a taste sensation. You've got the Belgian. I, I, I will make clear the Belgian waffle sat on top will be the deep fried chicken, and then dousing the two together to complete the dish to make it that romantic union will be the maple syrup. Did you have mayonnaise on the side of that as well? Mayonnaise is for the chips that I'm having as a side. I, I literally, I'm going to leave that there. I, you're out of control. <laughs> I never said I was in. Tonight is the night, bedtime with Bush and Richie, a special one-off radio show to combat and shine a light on loneliness for Mental Health Awareness Week. We are live on Absolute Radio tonight, 10pm through till 1am, and we want to hear from you. It's going to be good. We are both really, really looking forward to it. I have to be 100% honest, there is just one aspect that we do need to talk about. Well, what's, what's happened? Well, this is where diaries need to come in. And I need to underline one more time, we are both very much looking forward to the show this evening. Okay. Okay. I wish that I looked after my diary a little bit better because, of course, when we came up with this idea of doing this special extra show tonight, Uh our boss was like, yeah, great idea. When do you want to do it, boys? And we had the whole week to choose from. We did, didn't we? And we went for Thursday night. We thought that would be a good night to do it. Uh Uh-huh. If I had a more organised diary and I kept all football fixtures in my diary, (laughs) I would have looked and thought to myself, oh, well, we don't want to do it on that particular Thursday because, of course, at 7.45, it's Tottenham versus Arsenal. I see. Yeah. So yeah, it's just just it's I'm just I'm just acknowledging it's out there. So that's the is that the elephant in the room this it's, evening? It's the elephant in the room. We are both very much looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good show tonight. But it was a reminder that I need to organise diaries better. Next next season, right? August onwards, I am going to type into my diary when the fixtures come out every single Arsenal fixture, so I can at least look at things and think, oh yeah, not that day because we're playing. That's good. That's organised, isn't it? It's putting stuff that you enjoy into your diary so that you don't mess it up. Yeah, but it's but equally, it's not because I'm going to go to the game or anything like that. It's just putting it in there as a little note, as if to say, 
yeah, OK, you might not want to do that on that day because you probably want to watch that or your mood might be affected because of that. Which well, the other thing that's happened that's interesting in, in modern times is that uh, with electronic diaries, like I've got a, a diary on Google, yeah. Gmail or whatever it is, my other half, Katie, will put stuff into my diary for me. Oh, the- Do you get that? <laughs> so you're not even in control. Of I've got a, a thing that when the cleaner's here, I've got a, a, a recurring thing <laughs> when, when our cleaner's here. That is next level. Isn't it? So I'm planning around the cleaner. I didn't even put it in there. You're better than me, though, because at least you've got that in your diary I don't have any important things in there you know just the more conventional stuff so if there's stuff that you put in your diary that is maybe a little bit strange it's not the normal kind of diary entry that you put in there to remind you about stuff because you need to you know be mindful of it or like in my case someone's put it in your diary and you've got no control over it <laughs> it's fortuitous that it's between the two shows it is because I know like the Everton Watford game last night I couldn't really talk to anyone whilst it was on because I was so nervous <laughs> I imagine you'll be quite nervous during this game <laughs> yes I will be yes so I will that, be so that is actually a bonus that it's between shows it's a very I like the way you're accentuating the positives uh-huh. what are the diary entries that you put in that are uh, a little bit less conventional not your sort of you know going out out or you know oh we're off at this person's for the weekend but the little diary reminders that are to to help you stop having these kind of clashes right i'm gonna put this one out there that i i I reckon people might have this right what about if you're trying to get pregnant you might put stuff in the diary it's a very good point do you know what i mean that's a very good point stuff in the diary that makes the stuff you like doing not so much fun when you got to do it martin says what about would-be bills coming out then i would know how much i've got left now you see that's quite a practical one that's all i wouldn't want that's horrible why do you want to do that? It's practical. Looking in your diary, seeing how your May's going to pan out. You've got flipping, you know, AT&T, just to make up a phone company. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> are they still a thing? I think they are in different countries, aren't they? If you're in America and you've got your broadband, <laughs> you know that it's coming out. It's a bit of a downer, isn't it? Yeah, but you might want that in there so that you can still have a good night the night it comes out so you know you've got money for it. Come on, I don't want to see my cable tail bill coming out at the end of the month. <laughs> uh, this text here says, though, as radio presenters of music and not football, surely tonight's second semester final of the Eurovision Song Contest should be written large in your diary by default. Shame on you. Can I just say, this thing where the Eurovision are trying to turn their thing into the Champions League, they need to wind their necks in (laughs) and have a little look at what it actually is. And do they still do that thing where they all vote for each other? Corrupt as you like? Believe they do. Outrageous behaviour. Darren says, I've got a reminder on Friday night at 10pm to book the next Tesco home delivery slot. This is a hangover from the pandemic and it still works well. It's a very clever one. Uh, Amory's on the line. Amory, what weird things do you put in your diary? When my dog needs his flea and dewormer, I just put in the diary, worming or defleeing. Either or. I never put it next to his name. So if someone found my diary, perhaps they just think I'm doing um, worming. Okay, that's a good point. Always cover your tracks when you're defleeing or worming. What's your dog's name and and how how often, as someone who doesn't own a dog, how often do you got to do this? Once a month for fleas and once every three months for wormers. But if you've got a bad memory... You've got to put it in your diary. And it's Milo. Milo Mouse is a dog. Milo Mouse. Do you try and um, do the worming in between the D-fling or do you have sort of like a, a, a bonus month where it happens at once? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sometimes it's just potluck. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that is. Amory, it's the best we've had so far and this is what people come to this home time show for, for worming and D-fling chat. So thank you. Oh. 
God, that's so sad, isn't it? It is, but it's just where we're at at this moment. <laughs> thank you very much. Strange diary entries that you have that aren't conventional ones, just things that are there to remind you about life. Maybe you've got other people's stuff in your diary. Sue says, I have Kempe stag do in my diary for this weekend. I'm definitely not going to this, but we'll get a free weekend without the hubby, so worth a diary entry, I reckon. Fair play. Uh, Andrew, actually, this is another thing that I do. He says, bins, alternate reminders each week between black for rubbish and blue for recycling. I have a reminder that goes out the night before. I think if if, I've, if I'm putting recycling bin colours into my diary, I think that's end of day stuff. Mate, that's in mine. You're talking to me here. I know, I'm looking you in the eye and saying <laughs> it's end of day. It's an intervention. Now, my problem is about football <laughs> fixtures. Cat uh, is hanging on uh, with, with a bit of a tip, but surprised that this isn't sorted already, Cat. Yeah, so do you not do that then? Do you not import all the games at the beginning of the season? You what? Import the games? You can import all the games into your, um, like if you've got an iPhone, into your calendar. Can you really? Yeah, and it'll say whether they're home and away and stuff as well. So, brilliant. Kat, you must be, uh, knowing this, you must be a big Arsenal fan then. Well, kind of, but my my partner is more. So, I I basically import them all so I know which weekend he's going to be busy or or if he needs to get back for something. Oh, Kat, that's next level, that is. is, That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my entire life. uh, Can they clone you? What an amazing thing. I believe that you don't do that already. Well, I don't do it uh, because I'm on... Well, I say I'm on top of it. I've, you know, got this issue in between the two shows tonight. But I will be sending this link to my wife. OK, but I, I can't believe you're missing it tonight. I'm not, not missing it. I'm not, I'm not missing it. Just to be clear, he's not missing it. <laughs> it's in between the two shows. Right, OK. Amy, uh, what is the strange entry that you put in? So I put a reminder in to cancel my spin class on a Sunday morning just in case I'm hungover. Um, and I'm hungover probably 99% of the time, so it's pointless even booking the session. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. It's kind of like the world of chaos because you don't know how you're going to be. But with the foresight to know that you might be in a chaotic situation after being out on the ales the night before, I like that. Organised at least. <laughs> so, Amy, just on the positive side of things, though, do you also have the recurring appointment in your calendar of the spin class on a Sunday morning? Um, no, I don't actually. I just have the the appointment to cancel it. <laughs> so you're more organised about cancelling an appointment yeah. that actually isn't in your diary. Yeah, it's probably not really the best, is it? <laughs> so, have you ever gone and done spin hungover? I bet that is just one of the worst things on this planet. Yeah, I have, and that's why I've put the reminder in to cancel it. Because it's never <laughs> that must have been one bad spin class. experiences. <laughs> uh, we've got Katie on the line, who has a diary entry that she puts in that I think we could all learn from. Uh, Katie, tell everyone what you do. I've got in there at half past three every day to make sure my phone is not on silent so that I get the call from Make Me Winner and I hear it. Wow, planning to succeed, I like that. So, I mean, we, and we have this situation where, you know, people register for the competition, huge amounts of money's up for grabs, and then... The, the call, Tate will make the call and it'll just ring out and someone's obviously got their phone in silent and forgotten about it and you're, you're preparing to avoid that. I am, absolutely, and I carry it around with me the whole time and look at it all the time just to double-check. <laughs> Katie, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Now, I'm a little bit belt and braces with everything that I do in life. I, I do have a question to ask you. Why have you set that uh, reminder for 3.30 when we're always very public about the fact that the call's going to come just after 4? So you've gone quite early with your reminder. <laughs> a circumstance could change in that half hour and you might forget again. No, I, just because I just want to make sure it's done. Otherwise, if I do it for like I don't know, like four, and then I miss it, I don't know. I just yeah, what about like ten to four, five to four? 
It's too risky. Too risky, too close to the bone. Very excited about a special radio show that we're doing for you this evening, a special one-off show called Bedtime with Bush and Richie uh, to kind of uh, fight the good fight against loneliness for Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, this week and this year of Mental Health Awareness Week, the focus is on loneliness. And if you, honestly, you, you might be listening to this thinking that it's just you that suffers from it or you feel a bit down occasionally, you might be on your own. The amount of messages we've had from people mm. who have this happen in their lives and you'd never know it because you go on Instagram and Twitter everyone seems like they're fine don't they uh, it's, it's a huge issue and we want to kind of shine a light on it and get your stories basically and give maybe give you some ways to try and work through it and that's the point of this evening's show this text says all the best for tonight lads I'm an adult forensic mental health worker what you're doing needs to happen more thank you very much for your kind message we've got guests uh, that are going to come on and uh, share their experience as well so as well as us chatting to you and you chatting to us you can hear what others have got to say you might hear some uh, uh, some techniques and things that they've done that have helped them that you might that might strike a chord with you and you'll realise oh do you know what I'm not on my own with this kind of thing that's exactly what I was feeling what it sounds like me I could try that hopefully tonight a special show together all of us uh, could help you as well uh, even if you can't be listening tonight between 10 and 1 uh, don't forget absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen there's plenty of help online as well this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway so I haven't played football for ages for about two years I think actually because kids and all that kind of thing started playing over the past couple of weeks and it's brought an inadequacy of mine back into sharp focus. Not football. Not just football <laughs> or choice of team but um, a, a, a byproduct of getting ready for football and that's contact lenses. Oh man you have every sympathy from me like, because that is something that I know I could not do. I do, Honestly I mean I wear glasses day to day and then I only wear contact lenses for, for, for football that's literally it because I haven't played for ages then they've sat in our uh, little cabinet in the bathroom not had to use them but I'd forgotten how bad I am at putting contact lenses in. I, I'm I kid you not, it takes me, I have to allow 45 minutes to put them in before oh I can my leave the house. Goodness, my other half, Katie, wears contacts quite a bit. She, she puts them in without even being near a mirror, mm. takes them out whilst she's sat in bed chatting. <laughs> How's that know, work? I'm so squeamish with eyes. I can't. I find it difficult to talk about. But I've seen, I've seen out the corner of my eye people do it, and and it does seem that most people can do it really, really quickly. So 45 minutes sounds very slow. Hugely inadequate. I'm still haunted by one time I rushed it a bit uh, when I was in Bristol. Am I going to want to hear this? A bit of the, the it broke off. Bit no. of the contact lens and went round the back of my eye, and I had to go to the eye hospital and get it out. Awful. It makes you want to just completely gag. The weird thing is, right, I remember getting them fitted for the very first time and, you know, they want you to sit there and do it in front of them. Uh-huh. I-, I tried and I couldn't do it. I was in there for hours. There's people coming in and out having appointments. The clue was there. I'm too thick to put contacts in. And the other thing, when you're doing five-a-side football, that kind of thing, you're playing on those AstroTurf pitches with bits of sand going around and that. Oh. That's not something you want to do with them. Um, with, with, oh, I- I'll never awful. forget going to watch an Everton game and Richard Wright was our goalkeeper back there, an ex-Arsenal mm. uh, keeper, and uh, his contact lens came out during the game. Oof. And one of the physios, because he had his goalie gloves on, a physio had to put his contact lens in for him whilst he was sat in the six-yard box. Fully aware, fully aware for me uh, that I struggle still to do my laces up at the age of nearly 45 now. Uh, But this pair of trainers that I've got at the moment is fantastic because you can do your laces. Velcro. Then it's got like a little Velcro thing around the top. Oh, it's got Velcro. I was joking. It absolutely has. Look, so you can do a really bad set of laces and then you've got one Velcro strap that covers up all the inadequacies. It's so weird. Uh, Katie and I were watching uh, a thing on this morning with Holly and Phil. Uh, every day they do a thing where they've got to guess what a gadget is. Yeah. And this gadget came on 
and it turned out to be like brightly coloured red spokes that you put in your shoes instead of having to have laces if you have trouble with laces. Oh, wow. So I, st- I said to Kay, Richie, love them. I love that. There you go, saves you those big old loops you got going on. Oriel <laughs> uh, says, uh, in terms of being bad at something as an adult, putting socks on. I've had to push my feet against the carpet to put them on for years. I don't know, I'm sorry. There's more questions than answers with that, isn't there? Finn Kitch says on Twitter, Bush gets some Edgar David style goggles. <laughs> Imagine that. Yes. I used to play football back in America. I did a year abroad in the States. There was a Chinese lad we used to play with on our team. Uh, and he used to have a pair of goggles that, I don't know how they work, but they had, they're like, you know, James Brown style goggles. Yeah. But with lenses in the front. Oh, wow. I mean, if you looked at the sun, he'd never <laughs> see again. But he could see really far down the pitch. Uh, Andy says ironing. Don't understand it. Pretty sure things end up more creased than they were when I tried. That is exactly me. I, I, I do try ironing, but no matter how much I keep doing it, I, I'm not getting any better at it. I'm awful. I, ha- I hate ironing because it reminds me of like uh, your mum ironing big light on Sunday night, got to go to school the next it day. It is, isn't it? It's that well, vibe. It's almost like songs of praise or something. <laughs> Natalia has tweeted, say, putting on duvet covers, which is just, you end up like Casper the Ghost with your head <laughs> in your duvet. Awful thing. <laughs> Ten Weeks of Tickets is back and we're giving you the chance to see Liam Gallagher live in Manchester this June at the Etihad Stadium. All you need to do is take part in our little game that we like to call Who Claims Wins? On the line, hoping to play, line one is Vanessa. Vanessa, what have you had for tea? I've not had it yet. I'm just on my way home from work. Oh, do you know what the plan is, though, Vanessa? What will it be? I'm making a curry. Oh, very nice. What type of curry are you doing? Chicken bolty. Chicken bolty from scratch? Yeah. That's too spicy for me. A bit too spicy. Richie's out, if it was Dragon's Den. Uh, (laughs) And, like, that's that's starting a curry from scratch is hardcore this late in the evening, Vanessa. I know. I'll probably do it tonight and then eat it tomorrow. Fair enough. She's got a plan. (laughs) Uh, Let's go on the other line and uh, check in with Liam and see what he's having for his tea. Liam, what are you having for tea? I don't know, yeah, I've just got to uh, cricket training, so it'll probably be a late one. Oh, cricket training, Liam. Batsman, bowler, all-rounder. Uh, bit of a bowler. Bit of a bowler? Yeah. Pace or tweaking it? That's a personal uh, question. 38 now, so lack of pace. <laughs> okay, well, Vanessa might have some uh, chicken bolty bit left, left over, so we'll have to see how it pans out. Good to have you both involved on Who Claims Wins. Right, we've got your evening sorted, so let's make sure everyone knows the rules of this now. We're going to give you a random topic that has many possible answers. Vanessa, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Liam, you will then have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Vanessa. And whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do just that. And if that player manages it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they lose the tickets Ooh. to the other player. So let's play. Who claims wins? Right then, Vanessa, over to you to start with. Yeah. How many artists to score UK number one albums in 1995 can you name in 30 seconds? Um... So how many artists to score a UK number one album in 1995 can you name in 30 seconds? How many do you reckon? Five. Five from Vanessa. Liam, do you think you can name more or do you want to challenge Vanessa to do her five? I think I can name I think I can name more. How many? Give us a number. Six. Six. Uh, nice. right, Vanessa. Do you want to challenge Liam to do his six or do you reckon you can do more? Um I'll do more. What I'll give us a number? Seven. 
Seven. seven. All right, Liam, wow. it's back with you. Do you reckon you can do more than seven or challenge Vanessa? No, I'm going to challenge her. Vanessa, 30 seconds for the seven. Your time starts now. Pulp, Radiohead, um, Oasis, um, Blur, Alanis Morissette, um, Supergrass, uh, Madonna, Bon Jovi, Queen, Elton John, oh my god, Paul Weller, Bruce Springsteen, oh, did you say British? No, just just artists. Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. She's done all... Well, it seems like she's done all right, but... Hey! Eight! Wow! <laughs> that is incredible. Well done. Oh, God. Well Van- done. Vanessa, not, not only are you going to see Liam Gallagher, you got chicken bolty tonight. I can eat it now. My stomach's in bits because I was that nervous. You did really well. I, I literally, I couldn't tell you ate ever anything in that amount of time. It's amazing. <laughs> Good honour. I think I just panicked and thought of every pop star that I remember from 1995. Well, listen, well done you. Let's just say, uh, see you later on to Liam. Liam, have a good cricket practice and everything, mate. Sorry you didn't win. No, no problem. Well done, Vanessa. Good luck at Nets. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I keep thinking about Vanessa's chicken bolty. I'll be honest with you. So it's stressful being the one to choose a movie, particularly if you're on Netflix and it starts playing when you just want to read the blurb and so wind up in it. That's why we do this thing every week called the Hometime Film Club. We crowdsource a movie suggestion from you guys for a Hometime listener who needs guidance. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk is how you can email us on, on anything by the way. Any, literally anything. But if you're wanting that bespoke movie from the film club, that's how you can get in touch. Hayley has emailed. Hello, Bush and Richie. I'm start- Hi, Hayley. Hi, Hayley. Starting a new job next week at Visit Britain. Exciting times. Ooh. Do you think your film club feature... It's called the Hometime Film Club, actually. Do you think your film club feature could decide the best film that is set in Britain? Imagine if I could go in on day one saying my favourite radio show has decided the best film set in Britain to my new employers. Hope you can help. Hayley. Wow, so we want a British-based film. A film filmed round year. Yes, exactly. Where, Where Britain is the star. Do you know what, for me, right, and this is one of my favourite films of all time, not just necessarily because of the location, uh, have you ever heard of Dead Man's Shoes? I've Shane, not seen Dead Man's Shoes. Shane, Shane Meadows' film filmed in Matlock in Derbyshire, and it's uh, Paddy Considine in it, and basically it's like a revenge movie. He goes to, to I don't want to give it away if people have not seen it, but he goes on to like, revenge stuff that's done to his brother. He's got the a, a soundtrack on CD as well. The soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, but that, for me, is just one of the greatest films ever. All right, Dead Man's Shoes. Filmed in Britain. Have you heard of this? 1986, John Cleese, Clockwise. It's a great film. <laughs> Isn't it a great film? The opening sequence where he's driving around a country lane with the... Uh, is there, isn't there like a, a grandfather clock sticking out the top of his mini? <laughs> I believe that's the case. Oh, it is such a good film. Um, so I'm going to put that forward. I mean, there, there's so many you could choose from, but 1986, clockwise from John Keys for me. So like, is there a movie that you uh, think showcases Britain in a way that uh, Hayley is going to absolutely ace it when she starts her new job? Uh, Nate says, I appreciate this may be viewed as wrong, but... But for me, Paddington 2 
So you've got London there. Yep. So many morals. How to be kind, respectful, treat people well moments. Best of British. It's funny as well. Great family film, full of class actors. It is a fantastic film. It's a great film. Doesn't it have like the highest rating on the internet movie database? I think it does. Good trivia. Uh, uh, someone else left their name says Rita Sue and Bob 2. I remember that being like a bit of a... Holy Grail film when I was trying to, you know, trying to get a bit of blue, but you can't have access to blue when you're when you're like a teenager. And then this one says, Marty says, I would say scum, but just avoid the greenhouse. Quite a few people are trying to destabilise tonight's proceedings, yeah. but keep keep it on the up, uh, uh, clean. This is a great text, and it's a great movie. I remember it as a great movie. The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill and Came Down a Mountain stars Hugh Grant. Now, I think from memory, this is actually set in Wales as well. It is. So it ticks a couple of boxes. And I think it was only a short film, and I think it's a true story. Well, do you know that? Hugh Grant's been in a lot of good, kind of slightly weird British films before yeah. he hit the mainstream. Uh, there's also Lair of the White Worm. I've not seen that. Which is another slightly weird Hugh Grant movie. Speaking of the kind of weird ones, someone suggested American Werewolf in London. Best of both countryside and city. Uh, now, Jeff has got in touch. Now, Hayley's after one, but he's 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 really gone to town. Jeff, what, what have you got for us? Absolutely. I mean, it's a big country, the Scots and the English and the Welsh, and, you know, the Irish would be up in arms if uh -huh. one that highlighted London or Scotland alone, so I thought I would throw a few out. Well, Jeff, you are the unifier. Please give us your a selection of films that represent all parts of Great Britain. Well, as a proud Scotsman, Train Spotting <laughs> is a fantastic film that highlights some of the good bits <laughs> and some of the bad bits of Scotland, but it's yeah. incredibly Scottish. Yeah. Uh, Robin Hood's Prince of Thieves, an absolute all-time classic. I was just hanging out and at Sycamore Gap not that long ago doing Hadrian's Wall. Yeah, Hadrian's Wall, and then there's the, the, the coming over the White Cliffs of Dover at the beginning and Sherwood Forest and all sorts, so uh, very apt, I think. Twin Town, which shows Wales in good light with Dylan Thomas references and the Welsh character, and then The Commitments for Ireland, which is just an all-round good time, good feel film. Haley's going to be very tired if she's going to stay up and watch all of these movies ahead of her first day at work. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, she needs to book a day off. Maybe so, but it's a talking point on day one and it's going to get everybody, yeah. you know... She won't be in, Jeff, because she'll be watching, still watching these films. She did ask for one movie, not a box set, Jeff. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, we applaud that's, what you've done. That's why I think you should put it to a vote. Oh, <laughs> well. All right, well, if you like this, the cut of Jeff's jib with some of these films he's been suggesting, get in touch 8, 12, 15. I was trying to think, can I think of a West Country movie? <laughs> I mean, if we're talking accents, this is an interesting text. Surely if we're talking about classic British, it's got to be Mary Poppins, not West Country, <laughs> but Dick Van Dyke's British accent. It's really authentic, isn't it? Didn't they remake it? Didn't they remake Mary Poppins and he came back on and did more of the same? <laughs> He'd never learn, would he? Uh, Paul Nicholson, the truck driver from Bedford, says, carry on at your convenience. Uh, carry on could get considered. Um, more love for train spotting. I know we spoke about it earlier with Jeff, but Tony's in Ipswich, he says, glass. You've got London and the Highlands. It's filmed in a variety of locations. And Darren says, so many great films set in Britain, but the first one to spring to mind was definitely Get Carter. Any film with Alf Roberts being thrown off a multi-storey car park has got to be on the list. <laughs> I put forward Clockwise with John Cleese
these earlier. I'm, I'm annoyed because Daz has just suggested brassed off. He says, set in my great county of Yorkshire. It's got romance. It's got great music. He's in Huddersfield. It's a brilliant film. I, I mean, love it. Amazing film, but not all the suggestions tonight have been good. Someone has just texted <laughs> in with a fish called Wonder. I remember watching that many, many moons ago thinking, what's all this about? It's <laughs> terrible. Why is John Cleese in his pants? Uh, Norm, you've got one for us. I have indeed. Uh, the Longer Friday, one of my favourite, favourite films. So, and with Bob Hoskins, why is that your favourite film and uh, how many times do you think you've seen it? I've seen it every single time when it comes out every year. I watch it religiously on long, um, on Good Friday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um, I'm just looking at this. I mean, for, for a 1980 movie, what a cast. Bob Hoskins, Helen Mirren, Pierce Brosnan. Helen Mirren as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what made you want to watch it uh, on the same day every single year? I know it matches with the name, but why why do you do that? It just, I, I just do, because uh, because it's the long Good Friday, and it is Good Friday, uh, I, I just find it such a riveting film. Uh, great cast, as you, as you said as well. Uh, great plot. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I feel, I feel yeah, that ne- next time we get to film clubbing in a couple of weeks or whatever, there's got to be one about, um, you know, obviously a, a, a nod to Norm here, but there's got to be other movies that have got dates or days that you could watch on a particular day of the year. <laughs> this, this is a great idea, Norm. We love this. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Well, I've not seen it, Norm, but the shame is I've now got to wait until next <laughs> March, April to get it out. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to watch it on Good Friday. All oh, right, OK. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just fantastic. It's so, and what an ending. What, have you seen it? No, don't, 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 don't tell us. Spoiler alert there, Norm, mate. No, 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 I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. But it's just fantastic. Thank you for so many of your suggestions for the film club tonight. Earlier we got a bit stuck with a West Country movie. Uh, a lot of people have been suggesting and it would it would actually be a great choice for the winner. Hot Fuzz. Oh, Wells. Filmed in Wells. Yeah. You got, that's, that's a great choice. But, 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 for Hayley, for her first day at uh, the uh, the tourist board, uh, by sheer volume and it ticks off quite a few different countries, Train Spotting is the yeah. winner. Particularly so as, two, uh, as two American uh, tourists are shooed in in the uh, toilets of an Edinburgh pub. In that, what a, what a nice moment for <laughs> for the tourist board for them. Oh dear! The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. There you go, another episode of the Daily Takeaway with extra takeaway chat in there as well. You would have heard through this particular episode us talking about our special extra radio show that we've done, Bedtime with Bush and Richie. You can't hear a podcast of that, but what you can do is you can stream it through the Absolute Radio app, so I'm sure you've got that. If you haven't, go and get it, and you can stream the show. And not only that, you can get the songs, which I think we're going to have to tape them. I think we're going to do them on cassette. Tape. So no talking when the song's wrong because we'll be taping them, all right? 